0: Not Just Football with Cam Hayward is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesars Rewards. Must be 21 or older.
1: What's up, everybody? This is Cam Hayward here on the Not Just Football podcast. I'm here with Hayden. Hayden, how did you feel about the draft party?
0: A lot of fun, man. A lot of fun. A lot of great guests. Uh, Kenny and Broderick was great uh Pat Fryermuth was awesome. Merrill Hodge was a shock. I think Merrill Hodge was my was the one who I did not expect him to be that honest and that open. Vince is always Vince is great, but
1: Merrill Merrill said some stuff I felt. What about you? Well, I loved all of the day. And so with that, we have more content. We heard everybody talk about, you know, hearing the Kenny and Broderick conversation, but we have Pat Fryermuth, Merrill Hodge, and Vince Williams. I think it's a great group. They got the job done. So take a listen. Tell us what you think. <music> Do we like the pick from last night? Let's ask that one more time. Do we like the pick from last night? Are we excited for this pick with a 30-second pick? Sounds like we're going to trade, aren't we? I think we're trading. I, I, don't, I don't
0: think they stay at 32. What about you? I don't know. Um, you know something.
1: I don't know anything. Tell
0: everybody. You do
1: what you do with me every year. Tell everybody. You guys want to know who I think we're going to pick? I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I'm excited. Uh, thank you guys for having me. Thank you to the Steelers for having us. Um, we got a great show for you. Um, but first, how many of you guys have phones out here? <laughs> okay, I need you to go on Twitter right now and make sure you follow the Not Just Football account. Because if we don't, I'm leaving right now, Mm -hmm. so make sure you follow because we are going to have questions from you guys to some of our guests and me as well. So make sure you add us, you know, and we'll have some fun with that. They can have questions for me too or no, no? Does anyone have questions for him? Okay. okay. Doesn't sound like it. Thanks, everyone. All right, so you guys ready to get into it? All right, our first guest from Penn State. I like that. A lot of booze. A lot of booze. Your favorite tight end, other than Heath Miller, Pat Fryer. Move. What's up? Oh, a little headbutt there. Didn't we get it? Yeah. Would you say? Can we get a moose muth- chant one more time? <laughs> How you feeling, brother?
2: I'm feeling great. Good to see you guys again. Good to see Steel's Nation again. <laughs>
1: <It's> great. <laughs> Appreciate you coming on. Um, let we have the NFL draft underway right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, take us through your draft experience.
2: Yeah, it was. I mean, it was it was low key. Um, I was at my house and and a little bit above Boston with my family and friends and. Uh, you know, I kind of knew I was gonna go uh, day two, um, and it was just, it was cool to be a part of just being there and being a part of the experience and just being with everyone who was there from the beginning. Um, definitely stressful, and
1: uh, but it was, it was, it was cool. So you weren't one of those guys who said, "I'm gonna get drafted in the first round."
2: No, I, I kind of knew like there was like a small chance that like a Jacksonville might have taken me or the Saints might have taken me, but I kind of knew deep down like you know I was gonna go day two, and you know. You can't be unrealistic in that point. You know what I'm saying. You just mm-hmm. gotta kind of trust where you know people are gonna take you and uh, just go from there.
1: Are you happy with what Penn State has done so far in the draft this year?
2: <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, what do you mean? I don't that? think we've got any draft people drafted yet. Well,
1: now you either guys, you're happy or you're not. You tell me.
2: Well, not could, yet, be no. could, <laughs> be could be, could here, be, one, right? at could be th- one at thirty-two. Could be one at
1: thirty-two. Could be one at thirty-two. Could be one at thirty-two. Would you guys like if the Penn State guy went at thirty-two? <laughs> Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, Pat, they've obviously added another Penn State guy, Alan Robinson, this yep. year. Do you think Kenny's going to have a hard time delivering the ball to all these Penn State guys considering he's a pit guy?
2: <laughs> no. It was, actually, it was funny. I was, after we signed A-Rob, um, I went up to Kenny I was like, hey man, like, the Penn State you know, pit people on Twitter are going to you know, have a heart attack seeing you throw to so many Penn State people. <laughs> but I know I'm excited and uh, Kenny's, Kenny's pumped and you know, the more work we get Kenny, the more explosive our offense is going to be.
1: Okay. We're gonna change it up a little bit. You played tight end, right? Yeah. And you played outside linebacker. <laughs> yeah. But then in high school, you played basketball in Massachusetts. Yeah. What made you choose football over basketball?
2: Um, you know, I just kind of I liked how football like I always liked playing the sport like in season that it was. So I never really liked the whole AAU basketball like 24/7 type thing. And um, uh, you know, I kind of like how football is just obviously it's in season you play that sport, but. You know, you just train the mm-hmm. rest of the time. So it's not, you know, as um, demanding just shooting the basketball every single day. So, you know, I like that. And I kind of like getting away from the sport a little bit. Okay,
1: I got I to gotta follow up this. Yeah. So TJ Watt played tight end. Oh, everybody's favorite out here. Everyone's favorite. Everybody's favorite. TJ played tight end. Yeah. You played outside linebacker. Yeah. Who's the better at the opposite position?
2: <laughs> uh, Probably TJ. Oh. I mean, uh,
1: yeah.
2: Wow, well, you
1: don't even believe in yourself in that?
2: I mean, I feel like, nah. <laughs> I'm not even into it. Probably TJ. <laughs> Pat, do you think you're the
0: best basketball player on the Steelers? Oh,
1: yeah. gosh. Yeah.
0: Really? Why? My boys are here. They'll, they'll test.
1: Well, so let me ask you this. <laughs> we might have to bring them up because they might, they <laughs> well, might say yeah, something yeah, different.
0: They'll tell the truth, honestly. Yeah. yeah. But three on three, who you picking? Who's your other two on the team? I heard you're pretty good basketball now.
1: Yeah.
2: Probably Used can Used Maybe it'd be. be like a, a, a rough guy <laughs> in there. A rough guy. Set screens. I wouldn't, me, I wouldn't say that. Help me get open. Um, <laughs> and then uh, probably like Tay. Probably. Who's, who's the worst basketball player on the team? Kenny.
0: <sighs> Kenny. Man. I didn't no, know like Kenny, Kenny's I, I not know, the Ken, worst. Uh,
2: maybe like Christian Coons, maybe. Uh, oh. oh. It's Christian Coons. <laughs> it is. Oh.
1: Duquesne's finest. I know. I'm coming after <laughs> the hometown kid. <laughs> Uh, So we've seen a lot of talk about NBA players being able to step up right in the NFL, right? Mm -hmm. I think Paul George said it. Yep. Is that possible?
2: I mean, I feel like it is. I mean, you see guys like Ant Edwards, um, Mm -hmm. even like like guys like LeBron. Um, Obviously, they're, you know, 6'8", 6'7". But, you know, you put them at tight end or put them in split outside and then the red zone, I feel like it's a lot. I feel like I can see some truce in that kind of just going up and getting the ball as opposed to, you know, a basketball player, you know, running around. But is it
1: better the other way? Were I mean, NFL players in the NBA? Probably get more like likes, more views. <laughs> likes, more views from NFL guys playing NBA or yeah. NBA guys?
0: N- NFL guys playing the NBA. Why? Because it's more rare. Yeah, oh, I, okay. mean, yeah. Okay. I mean, how many NFL guys have played in the NBA?
1: Yeah. I don't know. Not like, a whole lot. None. None. Yeah, OK, none. cool.
0: <laughs> um, all right, Pat, take us back to 2021 when you were drafted. Kyle Pitts was also drafted that year. Mm-hmm. He was, went number four overall. I believe yeah. he went in the second round. You have 26 more receptions. You have three times as many touchdowns. Mm. Do you think the Falcons probably should have taken you at four? Or mm. what do you nah, think? Nah, man.
2: You know, Kyle, Kyle's a great dude. I've gotten
1: him yes. the process. I'll say yes. <laughs> Hands <laughs> think, down, yes. You guys Listen. agree, right?
2: <laughs> Listen, Kyle's a great dude. I got to know him throughout the process. He's, he's a hell of a player. And obviously, you know, I've been fortunate enough not to have. Um, as much injuries as he had early on in his career, mm-hmm. um, you know, with his knee this past year. And, um, you know, he's a great player. Um, and, I'm, you know, I'm just happy with my opportunities here with, with Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Besides that, I won't even let you. He's better than Kyle Pitts. Let's get that straight. But let's talk top tight ends all time. Mm-hmm. Give me the guy you model your game after first, and then give me your top five at the tight end position all time.
2: Yeah, I, I obviously watch a lot of like uh, Jason Witten. I feel like kind of my game models him, just kind of, you know, those 10 yard stick routes, option routes. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like my game models him a lot. Um, you know, my top five of all time, probably have to go Gronk, uh, Kelsey, uh, Tony Gonzalez.
1: <sighs> Don't you do it. Yeah, yeah, you better. Heath.
2: <laughs> Heath. Come on,
1: come on. Heath. Heath. Heath.
2: <laughs> Heath. and then,
1: uh, I don't know, Shannon Sharp. I think, I think he's pretty good, man. What? What? Why do tight ends get known for catches instead of blocking?
2: Um, I feel like because, like, the, they get more known for the fan base because, you know, obviously they're catching balls and people are starting to get to know them more because they're making plays and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but guys that, you know, it's a rarity that tight ends, you know, guys like Kittle that can block um, mm-hmm. and do both. So I feel like, um, you know, obviously the guys that catch more are going to get more recognition because fans are, you know, uh, seeing them more make plays. But the tight ends you can block, they, uh, they have a legit job.
1: So can you block me?
2: <clears throat> they want to know a funny story? Funny story. Here we you go. You guys don't like this. So I tell, like, everyone this. Because when, when my friends ask about you, like how big you are, I'm like, all right. Listen to the story. So it's the first day of pads in camp. And our defense, like, Cam plays the three-tech or whatever, and then he moved out to a six-tech on me. And I'm supposed to block down. And I'm like, what the hell am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> so I'm trying to, like, get in, like, <laughs> I'm trying to go inside. Pause. Of Cam. And I can't because his hand hits me in the chest, and I lost my breath because, it, yeah.
0: Have you gotten in a fight with him yet? No, I'm good. He's up he's he's known for fighting everybody at training camp. That's
1: a lover, not a fighter. Um, oh, is that what it is? Okay. I'll never
0: fight.
2: <laughs> I don't fight. <laughs> I don't fight
0: in practice. You don't fight. Only
1: no. Cam does. So you watch. defend the offensive line when I fight them? I'm in the back, just yeah, nice. us <laughs> go. Cam, keep doing that. <laughs> they deserve stop. it. Cam, stop. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: all right. So you had the experience when you first came in to work with Ben, obviously yep. a veteran who had been here a long time. Now you're working with Kenny, mm-hmm. who's it was at his rookie year last year. What is the differences, and is there anything working with either one of them? Uh, they're pretty
2: similar. Um, obviously, there's different nuances that they both like in, in the offense. Um, but I think that it's just a feel thing. I feel like Ben has been in the league 18 years, and Kenny this, his first year, and um, coming up on a second year. I think Kenny's getting more comfortable, and I think um, you know he's going to make the offense more what he wants. And you know, I'm excited to be a part of that. And you know, even just being in the building for the first week or two, you know, his leadership has been tremendous. And like it, it's. It's go time and, awesome. you know, it's,
1: it's been awesome to be a part of that. So I want to ask you, you know, old guard to new guard, like how was it that, you know, you had to live up to the expectations of being in Heath Miller's shadow? Mm-hmm. Every tight end is going to have to mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. We love Heath, don't get it wrong, but trying to live in Heath Miller's shadow, how do you feel about that?
2: It's hard, you know, obviously, you know, he's done so much for the community and, and, and for, you know, all of Steelers Nation and, and Pittsburgh. Um, that it's it, it's definitely hard to live up to those expectations, but you, I just try not to think about it. Um, you know, I try to uh, create my own path because um, you know he's made his mark and his journey in Soldier Nation. And I'm just trying to do my own thing and mm-hmm. make my
1: own mark. Mm-hmm. And you bring up making your own mark, and we talked about Ben and Kenny. Mm-hmm. I I told you I was going to ask this beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many people have heard about Pat talking about the no hot routes? Not enough <laughs> in <laughs> not, here. Not okay. Enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I wanted to bring this up because I wanted you to clarify yeah. what you meant when you said there's no hot routes yeah. in the offense right now.
2: What I meant to say, it was on Ben's podcast, what I meant to say was the diff, there's, we have hot routes on our offense. The, the differences in the hot routes is what makes it, made it different this year. Um, you know, Ben had his hot routes for, that he's had for 18 years. And, and Kenny just got in, so he was getting used to it, uh, of, all, of our offense's hot, hot routes. Um, so it was just the differences of hot routes we have them in. I misspoke, I misclarified. I should have clarified on Ben's podcast, but... Um, you were having
1: too many beers that day, weren't you?
2: Maybe a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. So we, we, we have hot routes, um, they're just different. Ben had his and Kenny has his, and uh, I'm looking forward to evolving the offense's up- upcoming year.
1: And so, and so with Ben, he was more teaching you where to get open, as opposed to you coming to Kenny, and tell him where you're getting open, right? Yeah, it's a little bit
2: of both. Obviously, Ben's been in the, in the league for when I was with him for, that was his 18th year, so he's seen everything, you know what I'm right. saying? So it's not like I have to come up to him and be like, hey, Ben, they're doing this. Like, he knows what they're doing, you know? Right. And so he can kind of adjust the, off of that. Kenny being his first year, you know, he's a hell of a player, a hell of a smart quarterback. And, you know, it was more of like a conversation because, mm. um, you know, we're trying to bring each other along, trying to build that chemistry um, on the fly, on the run.
0: How much did it help having Ben when you first came in uh, to kind of show you what a tight end needs to do to get open in the league.
2: Yeah, um, he, sh- he showed me a lot. Obviously, you know, we would sit down or in camp and stuff like that and, and, and watch, you know, Heath film and what he kind of did with Heath. Um, just trying to, um, you know, he saw me in that role and, you know, just trying to show me, try to catch me up to speed quick on, you know, what he saw me in my role in the offense when he was
1: there. Mm. I want to talk about your room. Um, because it's a very interesting room, and I'm not talking about Connor Hayward. Um, you know, uh, you have an interesting room uh, because of Zach Gentry. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, explain that room and explain the nicknames they all have. And yourself.
2: Well, yeah, I don't really know my nickname. Well. Move, but that's about it. Yeah, move. Uh, okay, so, yeah, so it's a great room. You know, we're all, you know, great guys and great friends, and, uh, you know, me and Zach have a great relationship, obviously, and having Meatball, that's his name, Meatball. Meatball. How
1: did he get the name Meatball, and who is Meatball?
2: Meatball is Connor Hayward. Yes. And we call <laughs> him Meatball because he looks like a little meatball out there.
1: <laughs> he is compact. He is compact. compact. He is yeah. compact. <laughs> is. <laughs>
2: but, no, we have a great dynamic in that room, and, you know, we all bring different things to the, to the table. Um, you know, Zach's obviously an exceptional run blocker and, you know, I'm pass pro guy and, you know, I go out there and me and Connor go out and split, split out and catch balls and, um, you know, we really appreciate Zach, what he does and, and helps us uh, a lot. But, uh, you know, I think we each try and uh, grow off each other and kind of you know, build off each other going into the next year.
1: Because I'll say this, like, even before Connor was drafted, you would come up to me and say, little bro's playing, little bro's nice. Yeah. And, yeah. like, to watch you guys in the same room, you're not competing against each other. You guys want the best for each other. Exactly.
2: And I think I've learned that from guys like you and, and guys like TJ where, like, maybe they draft someone or maybe they bring someone in. It's not like, you know, obviously you're competing against someone every single day, but, mm-hmm. you know, there's, you're with them and they're there for a reason to win a Super Bowl. And if you have the common, um, you know, goal as a team to win a Super Bowl and host that Lombardi at the end of the year, then you're going to obviously push each other and, you know, bring that other person up.
0: I love it. All right, we're going to shift gears here. On May 13th, you're hosting your first football camp. Yep. Ages seven to 12 at North Allegheny High. Mm-hmm. We did some research. Saw you went to Rob Gronkowski's camp as a kid. Yep. Did you learn anything from uh, camp counselor Gronk that you're going to take into <laughs> yours?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, some things. Yeah, but no. Pro- obviously, the most thing is just you know how energetic he was. Like he made you feel like you know he was there for you guys and and for the kids and that, that's. At the end of the day, that's what you want to be. And that's why I'm hosting this, to kind of get my name out there and and show that I want to make a difference in this community and, um, you know, make sure that those kids feel welcomed
1: and appreciated for coming out. And then I heard this right, too. You're a patriot. You were a Patriots fan. I was a Patriots fan. How foolish Uh, were you as a child? (laughs) I'm not going to say much. (laughs) I'm going to leave it at that. No, you better. No, you say more. No, I'm not going to make situations
0: Man, I mean, we talked to his friends. His friends said he hates the Patriots. They did say that. They so, do I mean, he you know. say
1: that. We don't like his friends right now no, no, they like the Patriots. They're
0: Patriot fans, so if y'all see them back there. They're right there. Yeah, right over there. They're Patriots. Yeah, boo
1: them right there. You Patriot know what they fans. call themselves? Yeah. They call them Pats fans and they're not Pats fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So For we sure. have a real problem. Very there. nice dad joke there, Ken. You love that was a good dad joke. Okay, so let's talk about the pick we just yep. had in um, Broderick Jones, mm-hmm. uh, going at 17. Yep. Everybody's pretty excited about yeah. it. How do you feel about it?
2: I love it, man. You know, keep building that picket fence up, you know? Oh, the picket oh. fence. And that's I heard he has a little attitude to him, a little aggression. So maybe we have to find someone to fight you in camp this year. Oh,
1: Oh, definitely, definitely. More fights. <laughs> definitely. I love it. Definitely. Definitely. I'm
2: instigating. I'm just going to
1: be the back. Let's go. <laughs> you know, the reason I fight, guys, it's not because I don't like the other person. It's because I'm trying to get kicked out of practice.
3: <laughs> and that Coach Tomlin
1: true. never allows me to get kicked out of practice. I've been doing it for what 12 years now, and I haven't got kicked out of practice once. So there's a real problem there. Maybe you shouldn't fight them. Uh, let's keep fighting. Yeah, okay, All I right. like it. Okay. So what do you think we're gonna do from 32 on?
2: I've heard a couple of things. I don't know. I, you know, obviously, I would love to bring in any lion in the room, uh, in the the team, and and, and Joy Porter Jr. I'm sure Steelers Nation would love him. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm. I, Who knows? I trust Omar and and Andy. I think they've done a great job. I
1: like that. I like... What are your goals going forward?
2: Obviously, first, um, you know, I want to win a Super Bowl. Seriously, like, just seeing this, like, the Chiefs and the Eagles compete and just everything leading up to that and seeing the playoffs, like, you know, I just want to be part of meaningful games in Pittsburgh and play a home playoff game in Pittsburgh. I mean, nothing better than the best fans in the world. and Obviously, that's my my first goal, but um, secondly, I just want to Continue to improve and show that, you know, I'm a top 10 in the league. Do you believe you're top 10 right now? I do believe, yeah. For sure.
1: Top 5? Top 5? Close. I have to have a good year this year to solidify that. Top 3? No. <laughs> no. No. Listen. You don't look in the mirror and say, hey, I'm going to be top 3.
2: I do myself, yeah. You no,
1: you be? look in the mirror and say, I'm, I'm 1. Let the man be humble. I'm top 2 and I'm not 2. <laughs> that's you.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. how I view it.
1: Yeah, but you've been in the league 12 years. I, I I'm a youngin'. <laughs> All right, we have a little segment we started. Uh, it's called Regret It or Not. Do you regret going to Penn State University? No. No. What, what? made you want to go to Penn State?
2: Um, just the culture there, honestly. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I believed in what Coach Franklin was preaching to me when I, when I visited and just the atmosphere. And, you know, my parents fell in love with it. Um, you know, and being from Boston, you know, um, you know, there's not a lot of big-time football up there, and just kind of being a part of a community that's, that, that loves football was really cool to me and mm-hmm. attracted me. So, you know, it was awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: Why didn't you go to Pitt? <laughs> <laughs> H2P. <laughs> uh, nah, oh, uh, oh, James Franklin heard that now.
2: <laughs> nah, uh, I didn't get I, I, didn't, I don't think I got offered by Pitt, to be honest. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: Come on, Narduzzi. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not Narduzzi. Yeah. 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 I don't think it's I got offered tough. by them. Well, do you hold that against everybody at Pitt that you see? Nah, it's all low. It's all Were low. you in the Pitt versus Penn State game? Yeah, 3-0. Oh. Or 2-0, 2-0, 2 zero, two 2 51-6, 17-14, or seventeen-thirteen. Yeah. 51-6,
2: too. Yeah,
0: 51-6, Ouch. right in Heinz Field. Ouch. All right. I know okay. the Pitt
2: fans remember that, right? Mm. Yeah. Ooh. Well, it was, it was mainly Penn State fans there anyway, so it was like: Yeah, cool. yeah. <laughs> Pitt, yeah,
1: I see you. Wow, you're you're a jerk. You are a jerk. Okay, before we let you go, I want you to look at that monitor right there. And I want you to tell Steeler Nation what they should be planning for next year. What they should be planning for next year. Yeah, what they should be looking forward to next year from you. Super Bowl. Look, look, Look right into it. AFC Championship Super Bowl, baby. Come on.
0: I like that. He went team. He didn't even go individual. He didn't even go individual. He went team. Yeah. Team, team accomplishment. He's a team guy. I, I like really. it. Team guy. For, For now. now. And Then he's <laughs> going to change on us soon. <laughs> Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns reward credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using code Full and then place your first bet. Up to $1,250. If you win, great. You keep those winnings. But if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet.
4: 21 and over only. Offer must be valid. must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 wage only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount or qualifying wager return only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. No when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with the Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed to the Horseshoe Bossier City in Harris New Orleans. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537 or West Virginia. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call eight seven seven eight hope ny or text HOPE-NY-467-369.
1: How do we feel about that pick? They seem kind of fired up I don't even know who it is No, I don't know
0: No, no. He doesn't have any ties though so I don't, or No, Pittsburgh. I don't think so no, I, no, I don't know his dad or anything yeah, No, no,
1: no. <laughs> Well, if you haven't seen uh, Joey Porter Jr. had just got drafted to the Pittsburgh Steelers That makes you feel old though yeah, Joey it make you – Joey Porter Jr. Use. just got drafted. I by never played team. with Joey, first of all, but I, some people like to say that. That's like a – you know, I'm not that old yet, okay? I would have had a Super Bowl by now. But, um, you know, I got to play against Joey when he was with uh, the Cardinals. Um, but I'm excited about this pick, man. Uh, not just because it's Joey's son. It's because Joey Porter Jr. is a heck of a player. Uh, love his length. Um, Love how he can run with almost every wide receiver. It's a a good pick for us.
0: I think it's also a guy that you thought you might have to get in the first round. You got him in the second, so really good value, too.
1: Surprising he was there in the second, man. Mm -hmm. I I did not think uh, we were going to be able to wait this long to get a guy like that. Uh, We'll get more of our our coverage and our draft uh, expertise as the night goes on. But we have a special guest, someone who really breaks down tape now. Uh, he's a scout for us. He's draft, he was drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's give it up for Merrill Hodge. have the guru on
5: the draft guru. how are you how how are we 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 are great out there oh come on y'all can do better than that yeah you can do better than that it's a full house we got to get louder than that
1: so meryl you're in a different role now i am how does it feel to be working with the pittsburgh steelers as opposed to just you know playing for them
5: yeah well you know um Uh, that's actually an interesting perspective and um something i actually shared with the entire organization here about two days ago um most fans won't know this but the steelers put together the day before the draft to have the entire organization come in when i say the entire organization the entire organization equipment managers athletic trainers everybody secretaries because everybody's a part of this journey our old started off you didn't talk about a couple minutes mike talked for a couple of minutes omar talked for a couple of minutes mm-hmm. and it was in the conversation when they were talking that it just dawned on me that like i've been outside those walls. i've been inside the walls for about a decade but then i've been outside those walls for some two decades i you know i i covered the draft and i did stuff getting ready to do the draft for some 20 years and i spent a lot of time in meetings where we go through every team we go through the draft just like teams do the best we can but every time the pittsburgh steelers come up they always revisit these things first of all the the history of ownership Mm -hmm. so in 1987 i was drafted the chief was still alive um, and i got to meet the chief and i have a lot of experiences with the chief even though he passed away the following year then the majority of my career i played for mr rooney but i grew up with art and dan rooney jr who's the vice president Um, Played for Chuck Knoll and I played for Bill Cowher. Give it up. Give it up. And now I'm working with Mike Tomlin, who the first two are Hall of Famers. The third one's probably going to be a Hall of Famer. Right. But the point in sharing it with them is the importance of what they meant to that organization and what that organization, how people look at that organization. And I mean, everybody, everybody's looking in at the Pittsburgh Steelers, because they are the standard from ownership and coaching, and how they've been successful, and people are trying to model that. Now, some just will never be able to do it because they can't help themselves. <laughs> we can get into that. Name, names. Name names. <laughs> Everybody, everybody idolizes that. Everybody respects that. Everybody talks about that. And I just want them to know that that outside these walls, that's what they're saying. Yeah. And it was. Um, just it, was, it just hit me. I was like, "Oh my gosh, the, I would have never known that had I left it." Yeah. And being outside it for some twenty-five years, I was like, "They need to know it," uh, and that includes the fans. I mean, let me tell you this: that you are part of what makes Steeler great. Steeler, the Steeler organization, great yeah. is the fans and Steeler Nation, and, and they're they're talked about too. So we got to get you right into the scouting role okay. right now. Yeah, let's go
1: to it. We just saw Will Levis get drafted. How do you feel about that for the Tennessee Titans?
5: Well, um, last year they, you know, they fired their general manager. Mm-hmm. Now, the, a lot of people think they did it because of AJ Brown. Right. But what they did to them, what they did as far as the backup quarterback, which this tells you right now that they made a mistake last year. <laughs> that, that, that that kid just doesn't have a skill set to play in the NFL. He, mm-hmm. he just the kid from Liberty. He just doesn't. Now, Will Levis is not much better. From this perspective, um, you'll appreciate this. You play against quarterbacks. I'll give you a quarterback that has these two things. He's accurate and he's decisive and he has pocket presence. Okay, so that's Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. How hard are they to play?
1: Very hard. Very hard.
5: <laughs> then you play a quarterback that really not a good processor and he's not really accurate. Completely different game or doesn't have a good pocket presence. All of that matters in our league. Yeah just one of those things will drive you out of the league. Now, the thing that is a concern that he had in Kentucky, he's not a real good processor of things, and he's not very accurate. Mm -hmm. He's very erratic um, in all areas of football. Those are disturbing. But the thing that's probably the the most troubling, he has no pocket awareness, like there's no like he has no real feel for playing the game. Now, they've talked about well, he had all these sacks. I will tell you this, half of those sacks were on him. I do believe that. And a I lot mean, of quarterbacks was, will, and, will put you in a bad position. And they, they never, ever get called out. You know, It's like, yeah. oh, the tackle made a mistake. No, 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 no. The pocket was clean. Somebody wandered over into traffic and got himself in trouble. Yeah. And he did that a lot. Yeah. And just so when you look at those things, like how, first of all, you can't change accuracy. You are who you are. Mm. People think they can be fixed. That's never been fixed. You get cleaned up a little bit, but you'll never be truly accurate. And he's just not accurate enough in our league. Mm. Um, his overall feel for the game or the position, he struggles with that. Um, now, what they're going to do, obviously, in Tennessee, what they're thinking is, this us give him some time to develop, yeah. which is clearly the best environment that he could go into. In all fairness, now, where he went is a blessing to him uh-huh. versus being a first rounder. Well, you know, you know the pressure of a first rounder. Um, the, when you came in the league, watching your development from where you were to where you were to where you are is extraordinary <laughs> to watch you, you know, because I've watched you from, you know, coming in because I, you know, you're, you, your dad and I have a little bit of history together. I don't know if I've ever shared this No, with you. you haven't. <laughs> um, I thought I actually told you about this because it was one of, one of the things I was going to bring up to you. Uh, when your dad was in Chicago, mm-hmm. he had just went to Chicago, I believe from New Orleans. Yeah. I became a free agent the next year. And the 49ers have tried to trade for me during the season.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: So I thought that's where I was going to end up. Well, two days before free agency, the Bears called. <laughs> and they're like, and I'm like, well, you, have, you just got Ironhead. Well, why would you want me? And they're like, no, we, we, wanted, we want to change our offense and be more versatile. Like, your dad was like a, a power guy. Actually, yeah. he should have probably come over here, to <laughs> be honest with you. I mean, because yeah. Jerome came in here when I left. Right. Um, and then the rest is history with the bus fit perfectly. With his, And your dad was, you know, a power guy like that. And so when they signed me, I'm going in. He was working out. Your dad was working out in the gym. Yeah. And I'm like, how uncomfortable is this? I, I'm going to <laughs> walk into the workout with Ironhead who they're going to let go tomorrow. Wow. It was the most – so we were teammates for about a day. <laughs> we were teammates for about a day. But I loved your dad. I had just great respect for your dad because when he was at Pitt, I was a fan of his. Um, and so we were – teammates, wow. in a way, in Chicago. Um, you never told a, me that. Yeah. For, for a split second, we were, we were teammates. That. So then, obviously, when you came to the Steelers, um, you know, I, was, I wanted to, I had, you, you feel like you have a connective. Like, I wanted to really watch you, you know, based on what happened to your dad, and um, just knowing how proud your dad would have been of you. And, I, and even was, I know, when you, when you play. But then to watch you evolve as a player was, I mean, you do some things now that are just ridiculous. I, I, I do some playbooks every now and then. <laughs> I could do a playbook actually every week because you always have that one play where you just absolutely annihilate somebody from a fundamental aspect. If you want to talk about teaching the game, you would use you as a great example. But to watch that. you move, going back to what I was saying, like when you first came in here, people probably wanted you to get 12 sacks and you know, completely dominate and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, yeah. the expectation, yeah. you know, is so it, unfair. It, it, it's, it's tough for the first rounder.
1: Yeah. There's a lot that goes in on that. Right.
5: So, he, he gets a break from that. And then that's a blessing. He may not think it. And sitting like he sat yesterday, said, that's got to be brutal. Mm-hmm. But the best thing that ever happened to him to have a shot yeah. is that.
1: Okay. So, let's dive right into the Steelers' first round pick and then the second round pick. Yeah. How do you feel about those?
5: Well, you know, like, you know, Solomon Wilcox. Solomon yeah. Wilcox is a good friend of mine. So, we, we always go back and forth on stuff. And he would say, He goes, who do you who do you think they should have really picked? Now, from a perspective of how our you know, the Steelers were looking at things, that was the best tackle. Mm. He was the best tackle, Um, even though, you know, like I've used this too. like beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Talent is in the eye of the beholder, too. Mm. You know, people look at things differently. That's why those other two guys went.
1: Wait, the fans aren't excited enough that he just said that is the best tackle. Come on, guys. Let's let's give it up for They're that. Kind of the guy they wanted. I mean, that's
3: yeah, the, yeah.
5: But he was the best tackle, um, and fundamentally, he's good from feet, hips to hands. Okay, you know how important that is. Mm-hmm. You all, important. I don't care what your position is. So anybody that I look at, feet, hips to hands, I start there. Or even if it's a quarterback, feet, hips to hands. How how well do they play? How fundamentally good are they? Um, and he's really good. Mm-hmm. Okay, he has enormous. Way, you know, I remember when he was coming out of Penn State, I'm like, you know what, he is so good, feet, hips to hands, but there's so much growth mm-hmm. that he will get better when he yes. starts developing and a better quarterback, different learning things. This, this guy will be – he has the skill set right now that transitions to our league and has the chance to, be, to evolve to be a dominant left mm-hmm. tackle. And that that's is awesome, a game changer. Um, it's not exciting for fans, you know, I know. <laughs> because you're know, going back to Solomon. He was, he said, he was hoping that the Steelers would have drafted the kid, the wide receiver from Ohio State. Oh yeah. Um, and I was like, well, <clears throat> you, you can't fix, you know, you you just don't. That's what the draft and building a team, I think, is um, is art. Mm-hmm. And if you think about um, this league and being consistent. Like your trench warfare. I say this every time the Super Bowl gets over every year. First of all, the best team wins. Okay, not right. the best quarterback, not the best defense. The best team wins. And I'm telling you 100% of the time the team that wins. Their offensive line played the best, and their defensive line played the best. And you could probably get the MVP from there, but they never get any credit there. (laughs) They'll never get it. They'll never get it, but you could start right there.
1: Don't tell me that. I'm going for the MVP in the Super Bowl. You could probably get it. The offensive lineman ain't getting
5: it. If you show up in the backfield long enough, I'm trying to think the last guy to do that was probably Richard Dent.
1: Well, Von, Von Miller oh, no, showed up. No,
5: no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Take that back. What did he do? He was in the backfield all day. All that, day. That's what you have to do. Yes. And now you can do that from that perspective, and you're going to get, I think, like, Von Miller and Richard Dent. I can't think of. It's not a lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so go through Joey, Joey Porter Jr. and what you think about him.
5: Okay. Now, here, here's what I'll tell you about where he stood as a, as a grade. I mean, he's a first-round grade. Mm. People have him as a first-round grade. Um, yeah. We have great – there was, like, three corners few of those guys that those other guys went before Joey um, but he was in the top and then our top first first round um, mm-hmm. echelon so in a way we, we really get fortunate from a perspective like if you think of a value like okay we've had, if you haven't ranked in the first round you get him in the second you get that's fortunate mm-hmm. um, he does a lot of things that um that you like to have to do in our league. Like, the way he plays man, like, okay, he can get better at man just from how he uses his hands. Right. You know, so many defensive backs are good with their feet, which he is, and they fail to use their second-best weapon, their hands. You know, I've always, always cracks me up when they're, at the, they're pressed like this, and they ball snap, and they stay there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, know, you got to use those hands, but you can teach those things. You yeah. can, and he has a chance to really blossom with development, but he is um, – He's somebody, I will promise you this, in the second round, they probably weren't thinking. It would be like Kenny
1: Pickett.
5: Yeah. There's no way during the draft last year you thought Kenny Pickett was going to fall to the Steelers. I thought, but how many people thought we were going to get Kenny Pickett? Now, come on, be honest. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't getting to 20. I didn't think he was getting to 20. No, you know? I, I'm telling you, there's, there was like five teams you would have thought. Anyway, I, I, I didn't think
0: he... So, Merrill, I do want to ask you about a guy who's currently playing and plays in the division. Lamar Jackson just signed an extension. How do you feel about that, and how do you rate his play or how do you scout his play?
5: Well, you know what's interesting about that question? You said, how do I scout his play? So I can only scout the offense they run. Mm. So the offense they run are the Baltimore Raven coaches saying, this is what our guy does the best. Okay, so that's not me. That is not – Anybody else, there's a reason that they run the ball in the way they run it. There's a reason they throw the football the way they throw off of it. Mm-hmm. That's what he does well. Right. He has not evolved off of that. He didn't do it at Louisville. And at times he's been forced into kind of a pro-style system. He, mm-hmm. he, does, he just doesn't do that very well. That mm-hmm. is not his strength. Right. And people will take it as a, you're attacking the guy. No, I'm not. That's what they run. Right. I'm, not even, I'm, not telling, I'm not saying, you know what, I'm not telling you what they run. I'm just telling you. They run what they run for a reason. Mm-hmm. They hide their quarterback in a system that he functions well in. Now, at some point, he they get exposed, and they can't do that. And then they've got to throw it in a traditional set, which is the interesting point to me is that that's the system they're going to do now. I think one of the hardest things. I don't know how you're when you. I don't know if you've changed defensive schemes and systems here much. We have okay.
1: a little bit. You know, when we were with Coach LeBeau. More 3-4. Okay. Uh, we've evolved yeah, over time and, you know, brought in the 4-3 a lot more. But, okay. you know,
5: and, and it's a mixture. It's a hybrid. And so one, from an offensive perspective, I, I think it's the same with defense. When you change systems and get new quarterback coordinators and new coaches, if you do that too much, that is – I think that's the kiss of death in anybody's career. I don't care if it's mm-hmm. offense or defense. I mean, you look at some of the greatest offenses, greatest quarterbacks – you take tom brady i think of troy aikman terry bradshaw when he he was here and this is actually maybe a credit to ben is all the systems that he's kind of went through and still have been able to win and be Mm -hmm. successful that's usually hard yeah usually especially i use his quarterback i mean um, oh he'll come up in a second the quarterback um tom brady filled in for um drew bledsoe drew bledsoe okay drew bledsoe's whole career was that New coach, new coordinator, new coach, new coordinator. And he never got settled in. Right. You know, I mean, I've had this conversation with Troy Aikman and a lot of quarterbacks. Troy was like, man, if I had ever – well, actually they did once North Turner left. Oh, yeah. The second that we started switching things, he goes, it ruined my career. So what will be interesting, you're going to have a new coordinator. You're going to have new wide receivers. You're going to have new learning.
1: Mm.
5: I just – I. I think it votes well for the, our division and how <laughs> we want to play. But I, if you're going to take him out of his most comfort zone and how they've been successful, and you're, now you're saying, well, we're just going to be more of a pro-style offense, I, I, I think it's a recipe for disaster there.
0: Well, i say Cam has always been a big component of Giving Lamar the money, he was always said. I he's always said oh, that. He's player, always oh, said that. You I'm always listen, he. he aren't, well, he tell them why. Well, I'm selfish. Tell them why. Yeah. I'm selfish. I
1: want them to eat up the cap with the quarterback, and then they can't play pay anybody else. Well,
5: and, and then <laughs> uh, they, they, they've kind of done that. That's why they, you get a rookie quarter, a uh, yes. uh, receiver, because that is you, your window. Yeah, there's you. You got guys that you can. But see now, look at that. You got that guy who's never played down in the National Football League so he's got to learn. <laughs> you got the other I mean what's his name who came over I mean um, He's oh, on the downside. Odell Odell Becker. And, Odell by, Becker. But, and just cuz you play like just cuz you've played in this league doesn't mean that you know how to play with the Ravens. And right. people forget that. Like when I went to Chicago you know even though I've been in the league for almost 10 years I'm like where do we eat? Where's our meetings? I mean <laughs> what's our system? I mean everything is like yeah. new to me and I'm like that that takes some time and scheme and fit. So it'll be interesting to see how Yeah, I don't think any players ever against a player. I mean, from his perspective, you're done right. He earned it. I have no problem with that. But now you're married to that. Right. And you you got to make it work. You got to make it work. And then then the way they're going about it is just very surprising to me because he has not functioned in an environment like that. He's already been in those positions and he struggles in them. So.
1: Yeah.
5: So you bring up scheme and fit. Uh, We see these quarterbacks take him. You
1: have. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, now Will Levis and Anthony Richardson. Who is in the best? Pres- who's in the best situation for them to have success?
5: Mm. No, the guy I too. I, I think is the absolute best with C.J. Stroud. Mm. C.J. Stroud, but, but only, and I don't. And the other guy that's I think in second place would be Bryce Young. Mm. Now, I talked about like decision making and unpro- decision making and accuracy. Like those two are woven together. Right. Um, both are outstanding there, pocket presence outstanding there So they have all of really the skill set the transitions from college to the NFL But now if you start building on that aspect of it, this yeah. is where the difference comes so in our league um, And you know this that most quarterbacks have to throw from a dirty pocket, right. you know that there's more congestion than that exists in the NFL If you looked at that environment, and listen, I'm not saying it's easy in Ohio State and Alabama because they are so dominant they don't get into that a lot, so you have to do a lot of work. But when you do put those plays together, Bryce Young, no matter how hard he works out, I don't know how long he trains, he is never going to grow to 6'2". He is always going to be 5'10", and that's going to be a problem from finding passing lanes traditionally in our league when he is forced in that environment he doesn't function as well it's Mm -hmm. hard for him to throw the football he is more limited he doesn't have the arm strength that um, cj does so he doesn't he can't really threaten the field when that pocket is collapsing now cj stroud laser like georgia game you know what laser like accuracy and he can put that he can hit that exit sign right here 10 out of 10 (laughs) times he can hit that you know that bandstand over there at 25 yards from a clouded pocket right. with authority and there's from a defensive perspective so now i have to worry about the entire every inch of the field whereas bryce young once i collapse that pocket i gotta just worry about this little rainbow of areas that he can throw the football right. so from that perspective he will create limitations for you so, so from a designer an offensive guy i mean i gotta really worry about that or I got to deal with it, whereas C.J., I do not. And I'm like, I would much rather deal with a guy. I don't have to – I don't have no limitations on him. Right. It. So that's why I like him better. I think Bryce will be a very good quarterback. Those limitations will rear their ugly heads enough, and here's where they're going to rear their ugly head when it matters mm. in big games. And that's mm. – I just – that's why I would have taken C.J. Stroud over, over Bryce Young.
1: A couple minutes left. I want to ask you, we have a segment called Regret, Regret It or Not. Um, What's one evaluation you would regret you gave to a player and what's one you you would regret giving a a bad evaluation to?
5: Well, it was the one that I'll always regret (laughs) just because I didn't do the one thing that I did before and it taught me I will never not do again. We were actually doing the draft, and I'm trying to come up with his name right now. You'll, you'll, you'll be able to help because he, he works on the NFL Network now. He was a running back, and he came out of um, – Jones Drew? Yeah, James uh, – yes. Maurice. Good
1: call. That was
0: Maurice Jones Drew. Maurice Jones Drew. <laughs> UCLA. Yeah, Thank absolutely. you. Okay,
5: so he comes out of UCLA, and it's around – I think he gets drafted in a third round or so, so we're doing mm-hmm. the draft. We've got the commercial break, and they're like, um, hey, this, the guy from UCLA, they're gonna, Jacksonville's going to take – maybe it was the second round, so it was a little earlier than most expected. I watched no tape on him. And then I'm like, well, you know, um, why don't you give me his statistics and his measurements? And he's like 5'10", 205 or something like that. And I'm like, oh, he's a third-down back, you know. But having just using measurables and using statistics mm. and using size. Right. I didn't watch a ounce of tape on him. I know nothing about him as a football player. Well, um, <laughs> he is nothing like that, and he's like a fire hydrant. And he, you know, he's like rookie of the year, destroys. right So in the Super Bowl. Every year I used to play in the T direct, direct V flag football game. Yeah. Well, one um, year I'm in the green room, and I could feel – there's two guys that have officials I – mean, like a, they were officiating the game.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: And they kept staring at me, and I'm like, oh, that's Maurice Jones Drew. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like five years later, right? So, And he's already – you know, he's been a couple Pro Bowls, and he said like, I had 1,200 yards rushing, 1,300 yards rushing, smashing people. And I'm like, I'm feeling uncomfortable, and here he comes. And I'm like – he said, Meryl, I said, like, I, said I, I, saw, I said, listen, you, wherever you're going with this, I'm sorry. <laughs> I am, I was 100% wrong, like I said, in fact, you taught me a lesson. After I did that to you and then I saw, I never, if somebody would have done that now on television, go, hey, talk about this guy and I've never seen tape on him, I will not talk about him. I will say nothing about him because I have no right to do that because I can't really tell you the truth about the player. And, and he was doing this in a joking way, right? But I was like, you taught me a lesson. He goes, well, just so you know, I'm watching television. Everybody's killing me. And I go, the one guy that's not going to kill me is going to be you. And they <laughs> come out of commercial break, and you kill me. <laughs> he goes, you played the position. I was like, ah, no. Maurice, I tell you, I, I will never forget you. I go, you taught me never, ever do that again. Well, Meryl,
1: I want to say thank you so much oh, my for my pleasure, on. man.
5: Anytime for you. We got brother. some
1: special stuff to give away. We, we heard that you tie ties pretty good. Is that oh, right? Yeah. I can do it. I can throw ties. I can throw
5: ties. You want to throw you some know, ties outside? Sign, we, we,
1: sign some ties? Yeah, and let's
5: and sign some ties and tie some ties, yeah. right? <laughs> so we're going to sign them and tie them? You could just sign them. You don't have to tie them, unless well, we you really got, want to. We got to do one tie. Okay. Yeah. He's going he's 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 to tie the, one.
0: He's got his patent, and he does it a certain way. I, think I know. Can let you just out. tie
1: all yeah. my ties?
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my
0: gosh. This is funny. I love this.
1: Meryl, I, I, we have to get Meryl on again because there's more questions well, we well, have yeah, to and ask. I would it's say just, there was but, something
0: I would have liked to ask him a little further along, but how many analysts do you think are not watching film and they're just going off the measurables? Because Cam um, last night was getting Probably
5: about 90%. <laughs> he was very frustrated last night watching people talk oh. about players, and he was very angry. Probi- so, well, Let, let me just say up. this. There's probably about 90%. And then just because they're watching tape, which you'll appreciate this, doesn't mean they know what they're watching. Facts. That, that, that's Facts. another thing. Like People could sit there and go, oh, I'm watching the Steelers play a 3-4 or watching them play defense and – they can't even tell you what a 4-3 or a 3-4 is. Then when you go are they an over and under, they're like, what? And as soon as they <laughs> say that, you're like, and you're watching their defense. Yes. And you're going to tell me that you know what they're doing? Oh, Get the heck out of here. Yeah. Wow. That's he, not even fair. He broke down some film and said that a lot of scouts don't know
0: what bad O-line and bad D-line play
1: are. No. And, and yeah, they he, don't even understand blitzes, so
5: they'll just say, oh, that,
1: that guy's going inside, so he must have done a move. And mm-hmm. it's not a move. It's just
5: it's a stunt. I'm with you. I, I've done it for a long time. Guys, there. we're
1: getting the, the talk about football as he's tying a tie. Know, this, this is, is impressive Because I'm I need to look that.
5: it up on YouTube how to tie a
0: tie.
1: So I, you know. What do you call this knot?
0: You know what? I knew you were going to ask me that. Okay?
5: <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, this is actually a true story. So the New York Times came in and did a, a, a feature on me tying a tie yeah. when I was at ESPN. And they go, what's that called? <laughs> and I said, I man- don't know. I man- go, role? my dad taught me how to tie this tie when I was about eight years old because I had to wear a tie to church. I learned how to tie it that way. I've never, I never asked and I, I have no idea. Let's call it the Merrill. Oh, I, the, I was so I, well, Merrill. I called it the Haji Knot. The, uh, Haji we called it the good Haji thing. Knot. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know exactly what it actually is called though, to be honest with you.
1: All right. Throw those out there. Let's give a round of applause for Merrill. Got kind of a Merrill right. right here on the We rock, did it. Too. So we just, we'll throw it out there. There you go. There we go. I expect to see you guys wearing that right now.
5: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, this is fun. How long are you guys going to be doing this? Let me ask some We're questions. Here you oh, really? mm-hmm. We're here the whole night. We, we oh, really?
1: We're gonna here the whole night. We got another special man. guest coming through. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. I'm sure you got all kinds of.
1: We had Kenny on. We had Broderick on. Um, Pat. We had Pat Friermuth on.
5: Oh, shoot. You have all the big guys. All we, the legends. We got you. Right. <laughs> I'm a filler. I'm filler. <laughs> no, no. <laughs>
1: Everybody wants to hear from everyone. Uh, no, uh, well, I'm, I'm
5: glad we got to talk about your dad, though, because I've always um, – I, 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 I had a great respect for him. Oh, you don't have to tie that. We can throw yeah, that out there. Throw throw this. Yeah. Yeah. Don't make him tie it again.
1: All
5: right. <laughs> Hard to throw a tie. Yeah, the, the, the
0: ties don't fly very far. They so you sure come don't, closer man.
5: It's the like they, they, they sprout wings your t- as they're send, you're sending them off. <laughs> uh, so you guys going to th- the whole draft till eleven. Yes, sir. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's, we're gonna hopefully be. Hey, great. now tell me,
5: tell me, since somebody said you guys were best friends in high school. Best well, friends in high school. Hey, we want to awesome. thank
0: the Steeler yeah. Shop Cam for all the great giveaways tonight too. Steeler yeah, yeah. Shop has played a big role in this, so thank you, Steeler
5: Shop. Thank we really you so it. much. Thank you guys. And thanks then, for. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. DJ thank you, PC, thank here. Appreciate so thanks, it. Merrill, appreciate My it, pleasure. Man. Thank you. Appreciate man. you, man. Be good, brother.
6: Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com.
5: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
1: We just picked. How's everybody feel about it? Actually, how do you feel about it? I'm very excited. Yeah, this is the guy you wanted. This is the guy we wanted. Uh, This is the guy uh, we broke down and talked about a little bit. Uh, Keanu Benton, uh, a guy from Wisconsin. You know, TJ already gave me the rundown on him. Uh, Long frame, big lower body, uh, can't get moved, and dominated at the Senior Bowl. So I'm excited to get to work with him. Yeah, you ready to be a mentor? No, I'm not ready to be a mentor. I'm ready to be a friend. Oh, okay, cool. That's very very nice of you. But now I get to bring out one of my friends. uh, a great guy guy from Florida State dominating the trenches even though he was a linebacker so excited to have this guy number 98 Vince Williams There we go there we go <laughs> Bring that energy I like it Hey Vince How you feeling As you can tell, Vince brings the energy, right?
7: Absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. How you feeling? I feel pretty good, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. No problem. How you feel about the draft so far? I love it, man. The PZ pick almost uh, made tears come down. <laughs> it touched me. <laughs> it touched me. You know, being at Latrobe and watching that guy grow up, yeah. and watching all the hard work he put in to be able to stay home, it's yeah. a beautiful thing. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, I think, you know, you watch J- we've watched J.J. all those years. J.J. was always around um, but to now see the, the man he's becoming and to know how proud Joey is of him, uh, to know that we get to, like, kind of mold him and make sure he's in the best place possible, uh, we, we couldn't ask for anything more.
7: Absolutely, man. You know, the best part about it, what I always try to tell people, is that you have to mold Steelers. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, Steelers are made. You try to find guys that can fit in. And he's already like that. It's right. already in his DNA. He's going to come in. He's going to be right-minded. He already knows him and understands what we're looking for, he's going to be able to give in and contribute right away.
0: Now, I, uh, I, I do want to ask you something. On this very podcast, Cam referred to you as the Patrick Beverly that he played with, the trash talker. Do you think that's an accurate representation of who you are, Patrick Beverly? Yeah. You, you're I,
7: better than
1: Patrick Beverly
0: well, on the trash Talker. The trash but the talk, trash talk. talk yeah, the was trash.
1: elite.
7: Oh, because I had to get everybody going. <laughs> I used to tell everybody before we went out, I was like, guys, I'm about to go out here and start a fight.
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, right?
7: <laughs> I'm going to go out here, and I'm going to antagonize everybody. And, uh, you know, Mike T, I, I was always telling like, you got to punch first. So I got to go out here, I'm going to hit somebody, I'm going to make sure it's chippy so I can get everybody's energy going, and we can be ready for an intense game. It was going to be intense because we were going to make it that way. And that was just always my goal. Gonna- I like when you would say, it's on site. Oh, yeah. It's oh. Immediately. Yeah. I, I think we'll cover him. that in a little
0: we bit. We will. We'll we will cover, cover that in a little bit. Now, who is a guy that you played against that could match you
7: in the in the trash talk? Man, you know, that's the thing. We, we were the bullies. Yeah. Usually, yeah, usually we didn't have anybody that, that really wanted to bark back. It was always just us poking fights and starting fights with people. That south well,
1: about well Well, right. yeah, yeah, like if you talk mess to one of us, you talk mess to all of us. Yeah. So it was like you might talk a little bit, but then it's like, Vince, Bud, TJ, like They're everybody talks about us. Even sometimes you'll get Mika to talk, and it's funny when you get Mika to talk. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got a good trash talk story of him? I think the biggest like villain thing he could have done was Christmas Day when we were playing DeAndre <laughs> Hopkins in the Houston Texans. We're we're dominating the game. Like when I say our defense was kick and tail, it, it was it was special. And so They got like a push off on Joe Hayden, and De'Andre Hawkins ended up catching a touchdown. And knowing him, he wanted to celebrate and do like a little snow angel. (laughs) And somehow Vince got the idea, oh, you're going to do a snow angel right there. I might as well join you and be on the camera, too. (laughs) (laughs) And so you see Vince just coming up, you ain't going to celebrate without me.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Well, what happened I seen the cameraman going in that direction, and I was like, listen, I mean, this is your home team. I mean, you're the home team. But it was Steeler Nation showed out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was full of a whole bunch of terrible towels. We were It was a Christmas game. And I'm like, yo, you're not going to celebrate when you guys are losing Get right now. Run. Like, no, 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 no. I'm going to go over here, rain on your parade, and I'm going to have my moment. <laughs> <laughs> and it went viral, by the way, too. It was everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I never anticipate my viral moments. They just happen. Oh, well, hey, that's the best ones. I don't think you can just think about them. You just got to be in the moment. You got to just happen. go.
1: Absolutely. All right. We got to break down your draft. Okay. You were drafted in the sixth round. Um, Take us through your draft. Florida State. People were saying you were slow and unathletic. Uh, Did you listen to it? How'd you feel about it? What was your mindset going into it?
7: To be honest with you, I never. I didn't think I was gonna get drafted. You know, until I went to the Senior Bowl. Mm. I went to the Senior Bowl. I had a real good showing. I remember seeing Kevin Colbert there, and he was like, Vince, we don't even need to interview or meet with you. We know you're a Steeler. I'm pretty sure by now it's well documented that I used to train at Tom Shaw and all of the Steelers used to go down there and train. So I've known Ike, Will Gay, James Ferrier, I've known Larry Foote. I've known these guys since I was like 16 years old. Mm -hmm. So I used to always talk to them. They used to be like, Vince, you're going to be fine. So by the time I was coming to the time to get drafted, Kevin Cobra was like, Vince, we already know. You know what I mean? So I'm pretty sure that that's where it kind of like the intrigue came in. And I just was waiting on the phone call. Like, and then when I got it, I was like, man, I'm really going to go to the Steelers. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to play for however long I want to play. Like, this is a dream come true. Like, I was always a big Steelers fan growing up. So, when you got drafted, you got to pick a number. Why'd you choose 98? Well, I chose 98 because I knew the Steelers had a long line of 90 numbers at linebacker. Mm -hmm. And I'm a kind of unorthodox guy anyway. Like, if you look at me, I'm more built like a defensive lineman than I really (laughs) am a linebacker. (laughs) So, you know, I just wanted the full fledged pour into the tradition. Like, I'm like, you know, I want to get one of those unorthodox numbers. Lawrence Timmons was playing right next to me. He had a 90 number. I just, I liked it. It was provocative. (laughs) How (laughs)
0: difficult was it being a six-round pick to become a starter eventually and what you ended up becoming?
7: Uh, It wasn't that difficult because of the way the Steelers do a great job of grooming you and preparing you for it. You know, however you get here, Mike T. always says it, if you're useful, we'll use you. So I was always putting situations to be successful from day one. Like, I never mm-hmm. felt limited by my athleticism, by what I could contribute to a team. I never felt limited or slowed down in any way. Mm-hmm. So as long as I remained useful, they were finding ways to use me and utilize my talents. And I was thankful for that. Like, you know what I mean? A lot of times I hear stories about people at other organizations, they get put in horrible situations. Mm-hmm. But fortunately for me, I was able to grow and mature as a player and as a man. And while that was going on, I could contribute however I could contribute. Mm-hmm. So we talked about
1: your giraffe. Tell us what you think about the Steelers drive so far.
7: I think it's pretty good. Man, I told you I love the Joy I love the Joy Porter pick. I think we needed to tackle. I think getting the lineman that we had, those veteran guards to come in, we can develop a nice downhill running game. Mm-hmm. That'll let Kenny do what he does on the other downs. You know, he can be able to do the running game, then play action pass, and push, it down, uh, push the ball downfield.
1: Mm. And then what did you think about the, the recent pick in Keanu Benton?
7: Oh, I love all D linemen, you know what I mean? That's what they need. <laughs> you know, everybody talks about linebacker play, linebacker play. But in order to have really good linebacker play, you got to have great D linemen in front of you. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was approaching free agency the first time, I was like, I'm not leaving. I got to it, Tyson, Cam Hayward, yeah. TJ. But I'm, not, I'm playing behind these guys. Yeah. They make my job easy. I get to sit back and talk trash. Well, my big guys in front of me go mall people, yeah. and I just collect all the sacks of TFLs. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you feel about the linebackers in this draft now? Man, so uh, I had put out my top five linebackers, and I see that some of them are still on the board. Uh, Henley, I don't know if Henley got taken, but Henley's amazing, man. The guy was a kick returner, slot wide receiver, turned into a, a linebacker, mm. super athletic. Simpson's really good, too. I like the Simpson guy. Jack Campbell kind of grew on me. He's a longer dude. He's rangy. I think that uh, the Lions got a good pick with him. I don't know if I would have put took him in the first round. Yeah. I don't, think, I don't think there was really a first round linebacker this year. Mm-hmm. I think all these guys were like second round picks. But those are my top three that I was like, man, these guys really stand out. They're going to be exceptional playmakers at the next level. And uh, I think they're going to be great. When I look at linebackers, right, because the middle linebacker position is evolving so much, right? Like, I was a freaking dinosaur. Like, there aren't, there aren't any thumpers anymore. No, like, everybody has to, yeah, like, everybody has to be able to run, cover, mm-hmm. jump high. You never know when you're going to get somebody in the slot like Keenan Allen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or Hunter Renfro. Like, those guys are legit threats, you know what yeah. I mean? Especially on third downs.
0: Matchup problems.
7: you got to have guys that can match up with those dudes that can play all three downs, and you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. So I think having a nice, rangy athlete at that position is critical right now. Absolutely. So
0: obviously you're coaching at Pine Richland. Anybody that the Steeler fans need to be aware of that could be coming up through the ranks here to be a pro here eventually. (laughs) Oh,
7: for sure. We have an exceptional guard named Ryan Corey. This man is phenomenal. He's pilling in all the offers from Power 5 schools. He's a hard worker, dedicated, great leader, shows up every day, gives everything that he has. And I know for a fact we're going to be watching him get drafted one day. Okay. Mm. For sure.
0: What's it like coaching the kids? You having a fun time?
7: I'm having a great time. You know, we just won a state championship, too. Well, oh, congratulations. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know I mean? Congratulations. Yeah. So we won a state championship. And uh, just being around the guys, man, I feel like they keep me young. You know, I like to just go in. And it's, like, it's in a volunteer capacity. Mm-hmm. So just being able to go in and drop some wisdom on them. I wouldn't say it's too uh, strict. You know, I'm kind of a laid back coach. Yeah. I like to just what? Come in. <laughs> I am. No way you're laid back. Yeah, I am. I just no like laid to come back. in and drop little gems on them. And, uh, yeah, just watching them grow, watching them maturity and how they grow. Like I started at the beginning of the season. I didn't really know that many of the kids. I wasn't even – I was really an outsider in my own community mm-hmm. because, you know, you play the Steelers, you work all the time. Yeah. So even though I live out here, I don't really get to actually interact with the people that I live around. Well, mm-hmm. now that I'm retired and I'm in the community and I'm seeing the kids and I'm going to different sports that they play, you know, I'm actually getting to watch them grow. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah.
1: I want to talk about two guys uh, running out of time but I want to talk about Ryan Shazier, and then we can break into Mark Robinson because that's a guy that's, you know, a lot of people have said he's Vince William S. But let's talk about Ryan, talk about the rangy guy. Let's talk about the relationship you two guys had when you guys played together.
7: Man, so what made me and Ryan special together, right, was that we both had a tremendous amount of work ethic. We both had ridiculous football intelligence. Mm -hmm. And that's great to have a partner like that because now you only have to see half of the field. Like, I would look at this side of the field. He would look at that side of the field. It would make being able to diagnose plays really efficiently because you wouldn't have to survey the entire field by yourself. That's a difficult thing to do. And then I was half of a lineman. Ryan was half of a defensive back. (laughs) So it made our (laughs) five-man pressures work great. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're half of a defensive back. I'm half of a lineman. I do all the blitzing. You do all the covering. (laughs) <laughs> I'll, I'll say
1: this. You running a pass rush drill is different than Ryan, Ryan running a pass rush drill. <laughs> why? Why is that? Because we would go over. So Vince hated, like, coverage drills. And so, you know, <laughs> they put him on receiver. Vince would be like, man, why y'all got me over here? But that's the same thing how Ryan would feel when we would go into pass rush. And he would go, Mike T, why you got me in this drill? You know you don't want to blitz me. <laughs>
0: So Vince is a little more physical, not yes. a little more finesse. Is yes. What you're trying to say?
7: Well, yeah, because we got Ryan going against his 300-pound guard. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yo, what, yeah. what am I doing this for? Yeah. Never, in, the, in the game. We're gonna blitz Vince. Yeah, yeah. For everybody sure. knows it. He has he a 90 number on. That's that's the guy. <laughs> that's the guy that's coming downhill.
1: Yeah, so absolutely. why I over here practicing this? For sure. <laughs> so what do you think about Mark Robinson, though?
7: Uh, I think Mark Robinson has a lot of athleticism. I think he's uniquely physical for this time period that we're playing in. Mm -hmm. You don't Mm. see a lot of uh, guys that are willing to go out there and throw their bodies around with reckless abandon. I think if he really wants to solidify the Vince Williams comparisons, then this above the net game is going to have to take huge steps. Mm. I think what a lot of people don't know, but what Cam can attest to, not to toot my own horn, but I was a quarterback of the defense. Everything that was coming, I knew. I was constantly studying. I was in the film room, I was in the building every morning, meeting with uh, the the guys upstairs, meeting with the GMs, talking to about the personnel we were going to go against. I was prepared. I always had a plethora of information for my guys, you know what I mean? I felt like I had to be the liaison between the coaches and the players. Yeah. So, Cam, you don't need to think. I'm going to tell you where the ball is going. <laughs> Wait, no, don't do that. Don't yeah. make it seem like I wasn't cause, thinking. Because Cam wants to talk. I'm like, yo, shut up. Turn away. Hey. <laughs> Go okay. get okay. the quarterback. Can he want to make
1: calls and stuff? I, I put a lot of <laughs> I put a lot on the inside linebacker's plate. He does. He's a you bully. Know, when he we got falls. Ryan, total. I made sure Ryan went through hell in practice. Ah. Because I was like, I need to make sure you know what to do. I'll be honest when shit hits the fan. I'm sorry for my language, but, you know, Vince learned this, and Vince was like, I'm going to make sure I know what I got to do and what everybody else has to do. Some guys think, oh, I just need to know what I got to do, and I'll keep it moving. As the middle linebacker of a defense, and with the Pittsburgh Steelers, there's a responsibility you have at that
7: position. Am I right? Yeah, he's right. So now I'm not talking. Like, Cam's like, what's going on? I'm like, oh, okay, you want to talk, Cam. So I'm going to sit back. <laughs> They're like, what's the call, Vince? No, you guys know so much. You tell me the call. That like, <laughs> sounds about right. That hey, sounds about right.
1: If you give me that, I'll make the call. <laughs> well, he You will. might, no, you don't, might don't. not be happy with the call, but I'll make the yeah, call. Because, you know, you them
7: them. have the headset yeah. all right. right? Yeah. So the green dot. We're trying to, we, yes. The green dot, so the coaches are yeah. trying to get the calls in. They're trying to get the personnel. Got Cam screaming at you. TJ screaming at you. You make a call that they feel does a compliment what we're trying to get. They're like, what's that? They don't oh. want to run. I'm like, oh, man.
0: They
1: complain about the calls?
7: Okay, oh, okay. All, all they want to I do is will give free. you a
4: story. <laughs> I
1: will give you a story. We're playing New England to open the season. Okay. And this is how I knew Vince's job was harder than it was expected. <laughs> they gave the green dot to TJ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And so once they gave the green dot to TJ, TJ's like, I got it. I'll make sure everybody's got the call. Halfway through the game, T.J. goes, don't you ever give me that again. I, I will never do this.
7: <laughs> I'm like, yeah, because it's easy to do when you don't have the pressure on you. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you know what I mean? You have to sit here and analyze the play, think about what they're doing, get the call coming in. So what I used to try to do, I used to try to stay ahead of schedule. Mm-hmm. I used to always make sure that the way that I was thinking about the game was the way that my coaches were thinking mm-hmm. about the game. So I could pretty much make the calls myself because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I already knew. I'm like, oh, it's second and ten. They're in this personnel. This is probably what we're going to call. Mm. I'm expecting it. And then when it comes in, I'm like, I don't really like it. I wouldn't have called that, but you still you know, it, yeah. it's still right.
1: Last question. Uh, we asked Pat about this. You're starting to see Paul George talk about NBA players playing in the NFL. Yeah. How do you feel about that? And is it the other way around where NFL players play in the NBA?
7: Okay, so you know I like – I go to basketball games all the time. I'm yes. a big basketball fan because I can't do that. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's something that I can purely watch as a fan. Mm-hmm. And what I will say is basketball players lack the physicality and grit that it takes to play football. Yes. Mm-hmm. But there's no way you can tell me that anybody in football is guarding prime Russell Westbrook on a fade no. route. That is not happening. Like, a prime Russell Westbrook on a fade route is scoring every single what, time.
1: I think Mink likes those opportunities. If well, he, he's coming over the top to lay him out,
0: though. Yeah. Mink's like,
7: getting dunked on. Yeah. Oh. He's getting dunked on. I mean,
0: prime Russell Westbrook, he's right about that, though. I mean, Russell Westbrook look, so he, what So
7: what, what happens if Troy Palomalu He's going to He's gonna knock him out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, sometimes you get the bear, sometimes the bear gets yeah, you. Yeah, it's, but it's, he's going to lead the NFL <laughs> in touchdowns. Like, and then if you look at this, so think about this, right? Think about all of the basketball players that have came over and made the jump. They're usually always successful, Antonio Gates. Jimmy Graham. They got uh, the other tight end from the Colts. He's doing pretty good. Tony Gonzalez, I think, it's pretty Gonzalez good. Tony Gonzalez was a basketball uh, yeah. player. Do they
1: make it through training camp if they're not playing tight end? And that, they're playing that's like what we talked back. about.
7: No, yeah. no way. Yeah. yeah. The only position is on the outside. Yeah, it's tight end, up. really. Yeah, is they
1: can't – they could
0: not play in the trenches and whatnot. Nobody in the NBA could play in the
7: trenches. I was like, think about – you know what I mean? Think about some of those big guys at left tackle, right? Think yeah. about the feet that you have to have to play in the post mm-hmm. or be a defensive guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Imagine those guys gaining an extra 30 pounds because they're not running all day and being a left tackle. Who's getting around that guy?
0: Well, that actually talked about the rookie that they just drafted. Have you seen his video, Broderick Jones? Yeah, I mean but that's pretty He can dunk it. He can shoot it. He's, he was a pretty good basketball player. But he's not
7: even 6'8". eight. So no. imagine like one of those real true 6'8 guys. Yeah. Kendrick Perkins at left tackle. Yeah. <laughs> like, who's getting around <laughs> no.
1: that? I'm getting around Kendrick Perkins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Last question, and I'll, I'll wrap up right here. You – we have, we have the segment called Regret It or Not. Um, do you regret making a tweet to Vontas Burfect <laughs> about if I see that boy on South Beach, I will paint him on site?
7: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I regret that. I no, 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 we no, don't regret that. I do regret, regret, it. I do regret no. it. I do regret it. Now that I'm older now and I'm looking back on it, that was, that was the more emotional Vince. Know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I was mad. I really shouldn't have did it. W- I wouldn't send off a tweet like that now. If I could talk to my younger self, I would look back and say, Vince, it's better ways to go about it. Did Vince. you hear the way they cheered, though, when we yes. talked about it? They
1: were all really
0: you know, excited. About about it. It. Right.
7: I like I the picture of Vince Williams
1: and a Bob Ross, body you talking about you're going to paint somebody
7: <laughs> <laughs> by the way i'm from florida guys that is florida jargon for fight yeah <laughs> i never meant to shoot stab Th- or thank shake you thank anymore. you for yes. clearing that up it, was it. it was it was a uh, fisticuffs that's Th- what I'm... thanks for
1: clearing that <laughs> up yeah, yeah yes. appreciate. all right let's give a big round of applause for vince williams
7: thank you guys
1: before you leave we do have some footballs you can throw out and sign how you feel about that